You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan-sided network. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Timberwolves game day. The Wolves are back in action after having the weekend off. Uh, this is, uh, I, we did not have a show Friday due to holiday travel, the week, the holiday weekend, the whole thing. Uh, so today on the show, we are going to hit a bunch. We're going to uh, kind of briefly hit on the loss last Thursday night to the Utah Jazz. Obviously, the current COVID situation, which continues to evolve, and the Timberwolves now have made an addition. A veteran NBA player will be joining the Timberwolves, presumably for Monday night's game uh, at Target Center against the Boston Celtics. We'll talk about that, what the rotation might look like, and then also preview the matchup against the Celtics. It's all upcoming on the show. Uh, first of all, though, a quick reminder, you can follow the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. And a thank you to those of you that make Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. Um, you can follow anywhere, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, the all-new Odyssey app. And uh, it also includes YouTube. This is actually the only episode that has not been on YouTube going all the way back to like August. Uh, this this because of holiday travel again, we'll be back on YouTube for Tuesday's show the rest of the week. Uh, but this show is the only one that's not on YouTube. Otherwise, please be sure you subscribe to the channel there. But again, Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, anywhere you'd like to listen uh, in terms of an audio format, you will be able to find uh, to find Lockdown Wolves. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves. Don't forget the T and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. All right. So as mentioned, I want to cover the COVID situation and let's actually just start there. Uh, and this is ever evolving. Uh, I'm recording this late Sunday night. So who knows if you're listening to this midday Monday, um, the, the first part of this is is ever evolving. I'd written something for Ducky with Wolves early on Sunday about how the Wolves had eight players on the COVID list and D'Angelo Russell was the latest addition. And then sure enough, later in the day on Sunday, we find out that uh, that Nas Reed's been added to the health and safety protocols list for the Timberwolves. And, uh, but at the same time, good news, both Patrick Beverly and Josh Akogi have been removed from that list. They've been cleared to return to action, although they're both tech, they're both officially questionable for Monday night's game due to return to competition reconditioning. Although we know that they both participated in practice on Sunday, both Beverly and Akogi, the Timberwolves have now seven players on the COVID list. So Reed and Russell are the new additions since Thursday night's loss. And Anthony Edwards and Torian Prince have each been in protocols now for 10 days, and they have not been cleared. Um, Akogi was added. He was at, I believe, eight days. I think he was added right before the Tuesday game against Dallas last week. Um, so I guess, well, no, I guess he was added before the Sunday game. Um, so he would have been right at seven or eight days. Uh, Edwards has now been on for 10 going on 11 days. Beverly was 10 going on 11 days, but he's been removed. Um, and still no Torian Prince, still no Anthony Edwards. D'Lo and Reed are the new additions. Jared Vanderbilt's been out uh, now about almost a week. Same with McKinley Wright. And Carlton Towns, of course, was placed on the list Thursday, just prior to the game against the Jazz. So this will be just his second game missed. Uh, thankfully, the Wolves had that three-game break in there. Um, and as far as we know, by the way, based on Chris Finch's comments late last week, Towns is asymptomatic, which is fantastic. Obviously, our thoughts are with all the guys that are on this list, that they are uh, as healthy as they can be with COVID, um, all presumably based on reporting the Timberwolves are fully vaccinated as a team and mostly boosted. So hopefully they're all in decent shape in terms of their symptoms and, and how they're feeling and, and uh, are able to, uh, you know, 
be isolated and all that stuff to keep their friends and family safe as well. Um, so all that to say, the Wolves have seven guys on that list still. They've got two guys listed as questionable. Um, so you take everybody that played on Thursday for the Wolves. They had nine players appear. Take Nas Reed and D'Angelo Russell out. Add back in, hopefully, Josh Kogi, Patrick Beverly. And now we've got one more name to add to that list, and that is NBA veteran, nine-year NBA veteran and 31-year-old Greg Monroe, Longtime Detroit Piston and uh, Milwaukee Buck will be joining the Timberwolves reportedly. This is first reported by Sham Strania of the Athletic and Stadium Sports. Um, and also confirmed by Darren Wolfson uh, locally of KSTP and uh, and Score North in the Twin Cities. And reportedly, according to Doogie, according to Wolfson, uh, Monroe will be taking his physical, flying to Minnesota, taking his physical on Monday and should be available Monday night. So the Wolves presumably will have 11 players, maybe, I guess, maybe 12 in uniform. Um, now, three of them are on 10-day deals, Chris Silva and Rajon Tucker, neither of whom have appeared in a game as of yet for the Timberwolves, and then also Greg Monroe on a 10-day deal. Uh, and then, of course, one of the two-way players, Nathan Knight, um, the other two-way player, McKinley Wright, is on the health and safety protocols list himself. Um, so Chris Finch should have something close to what is would be considered a full roster. Of course, that full roster includes... Four of the five starters missing, the fifth being questionable in Patrick Beverly. So the three, you know, three best players on the team, Carl Thiddy Towns, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and Anthony Edwards, all out due to health and safety protocols. A fourth starter, Jared Vanderbilt, out due to health and safety protocols. The fifth starter, Patrick Beverly, questionable after missing the last week, plus uh, the last, what, four games, I believe, with uh, COVID-19, presumably a positive COVID-19 test and health and safety protocols. Um, and you look at the bench, obviously Malik Beasley, while well, these guys aren't bench bench players anymore, they're all starters now, uh, but Malik Beasley is, is the highest profile player to not uh, be on that list. He's played in every game so far, the only Timberwolves player to be in every game so far this season. Um, Jade McDaniels obviously played a big role. We saw on Thursday, Jake Lehman played 36 minutes after being a non-rotation guy for the entire season up until the last week. Um, and, and just an interesting, a little bit of an interesting distribution of minutes. And I want to get into that here in just a minute related to what we might see on Monday night against the Celtics. And then I also want to talk about uh, Greg Monroe specifically. So we'll do that next. And then we'll look at the ro- the Timberwolves rotation. And then on the heels of that, the actual matchup against Boston, who's got their own issues, by the way. I think the Timberwolves have seven guys on the health and safety protocols list. I believe the Celtics are also at seven right now, too. But there's been a little bit of movement in the past couple of days for them. So we'll update that situation as well. Um, so uh, so next we'll do Greg Monroe. What's he been up to? He hasn't played in the NBA, by the way, since uh, the 2019 playoffs. So nearly three three full calendar years since he's appeared on an NBA floor in an NBA game. So we'll update you on what Greg Monroe's been up to the past couple of years, how he might fit into the Timberwolves, what he does bring, and why I think the Timberwolves added him. Because on its on its face, it's like, okay, why do you bring in a guy who's an old school big, essentially, that was really good, you know, uh, what, uh, eight to ten years ago for the Detroit Pistons when there's so many other names out there uh, that you could bring in. I'll tell you why I think they're doing it. Um, so we'll get to that next, and then we'll look at Wolves Celtics. We'll look at the potential Timberwolves rotation uh, on Monday night against Boston. First, though, let's talk about our friends over at Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. 
Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so that you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash NBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Locked on NBA. So the Timberwolves are signing Greg Monroe to a 10-day deal reportedly. This should get officially announced on Monday by the team. And uh, Greg Monroe has not played in the NBA since uh, the the 2019 NBA playoffs. Um, and that's when he was kind of a, a fringe rotation member, a, a reserve for the Philadelphia 76ers. It was the second round, the conference semifinals, and they played. Uh, who was who's that series against? Uh, he was playing for the Sixers. I think it was actually against the Celtics, if I'm not mistaken. And earlier that same year, he'd played briefly with the Celtics. Actually, played against the Timberwolves as a member of the Celtics. Um, oh, I'm sorry, it was against the Toronto Raptors. Um, what for the Sixers against the Raptors? But his last couple of years, Greg Monroe really bounced around uh, in the league. Um, so he played, of course, he was a he was a lottery pick by the Pistons. Played five years there. Had a couple of really good years. Only one year he actually averaged a double-double, but he had a four-year span where he averaged uh, like 16 uh, 16 points and 9.7 rebounds per game over a four-season span with Detroit. Then he signed a surprisingly large free agent deal with the Milwaukee Bucks in the in 2015 offseason and started basically for a season there and then was a bench guy for them. Still played 22 minutes a game his second year in Milwaukee. And then third year, he ends up going to Phoenix plays 20 games for the Suns, and then finishes the season with the Celtics. In the 2018-19 season, he also plays for three teams, starting the year with Toronto, getting traded to Boston, and then also appearing with Philadelphia. He was traded to Brooklyn in there as well and waived. So actually, I think he was traded to Brooklyn, waived, signed with Boston uh, to a 10-day deal, appeared in two games with Boston, was waived again, and ended up signing with the Sixers, played a little bit for them in the playoffs, and uh, actually was a was a bench piece for them as they went to the second round that season. Didn't play at all in the NBA 1920 or 2021 or so far this season. Actually went overseas and, and played for a couple different teams, EuroLeague and then in one other league overseas. And across, uh, well, let's see, what was this total? Uh, this is about roughly 45 games over a couple of seasons overseas. He averaged 12.8 points, 6.6 rebounds per game um, and, you know, shot 53% from the floor. So, uh, you know, was was a played a fair amount as much as guys play. Remember, the year league rotations are a little bit weird. There aren't guys, you know, 40 minute games. Guys don't play as many minutes there as they do in the NBA. So he averaged 23 minutes a game, which is a, a pretty good allotment and averaged essentially 13 points, six and a half rebounds uh per game in Europe. And then this season he was playing with the capital city go-go's of the G league, uh, had played in 12 games for them and averaged 10.4 points, nine rebounds per game in just 22 minutes a game, shooting 50% from the field. Um, and the key thing with Monroe, though, it, it's not necessarily the scoring, and it's certainly not the shooting, right? He doesn't stretch the floor at all. He's never been a guy that could stretch the floor. In fact, he's never, ever in his career has he made an NBA three-pointer. Um, and that has remained, ah, I take that back. I, I I didn't scroll down to the Sixers year uh, <laughs> for Greg Monroe. He did make one three-pointer for the Philadelphia 76ers. Before that, he had never made a three-pointer in his NBA career. He didn't make one, of course, this year in the G League. 
and uh, didn't make any in the EuroLeague either. So he's made exactly one three-pointer as a professional and professional basketball player in the past decade plus. Um, so he's not going to shoot threes. Uh, he's not going to shoot jumpers. He's a, a back-to-the-basket, offensive-rebound-type guy. And that's exactly why the Timberwolves signed him. Uh, well, the second piece of that, not the back-to-the-basket thing. Uh, Greg Monroe's a fantastic rebounder. This season, Greg Monroe in 12 G League games have a, has a total rebound percentage of 22%, which is phenomenal. Uh, now, obviously, 12 games, you know, total of under 300 minutes played. That's an extremely small sample size. but And he's not going to rebound at 22% over the course of, like, an entire season. But for his career, for instance, Greg Monroe in the NBA has a, has a 17.1% total rebound rate. That'd be second on the Timberwolves this season next to Jared Vanderbilt and ahead of Carl Anthony Towns, who obviously hasn't rebounded the ball quite as well this year uh, as he has previously. But 22% total rebound rate this year in the G League shows he can still get it done. 17-plus percent for his career. This year in the G League, a 15% offensive rebound rate, which is just insane. Um, and for his career in the NBA, again, total rebound rate is 17.1%. And his offensive rebound rate is uh, is 11.3%, which is still really good. Um, so the Timberwolves are looking for a big body that can rebound. Uh, no Carl Anthony Towns, no Jared Vanderbilt. They're head and shoulders above everybody else on the Timberwolves roster in terms of rebounding the ball. And then you're missing probably your third best rebounder in Nas Reed as well. So you're missing your top three big men. Your only true big man on the roster right now is Nathan Knight, a two-way signee who was a two-way guy last year with Atlanta. Um, and, you know, it's fine, but he's the only big man on the roster. you got to have somebody else. Uh, really, your only f- power forwards are Chris Silva, who's yet to play a minute for the Timberwolves on a 10-day deal and is a little bit undersized himself. And Jade McDaniels, who's ideally a small forward. He, ideally, he plays the three and not the four in Chris Finch's offense. And uh, he's, you know, he's guarding on the perimeter so often on the defense, on the defensive end of the floor. You're not expecting him to put up gaudy defensive rebounding numbers. You need somebody like a Greg Monroe who could be a big body, can uh, can compete down low in the paint on both ends of the floor, but especially defensively and as a defensive rebounder and hopefully get you a couple buckets a game on the offensive glass as well, some second chance opportunities. Greg Monroe has demonstrated the ability to do that. Um, he's obviously in shape, been playing the last three years professionally, just hasn't been in the NBA in a couple of years. Not quite Joe Johnson, um, <laughs> like uh, the Celtics. Uh, you know, coincidentally, the Wolves are playing the Celtics on Monday. You know, Joe Johnson showing up after not playing in the NBA in almost four years and shows up and plays for the Celtics. Uh, now, he didn't play in their last game. We may, we probably will not see him Monday night, but uh, we'll talk more about their COVID situation here in a minute. But that's why the Wolves are bringing in Greg Monroe. He's a big body who's experienced. He's a veteran. He should be able to uh, be a pretty plug-and-play guy. Um, can play a little bit in the pick-and-roll. He's certainly not dynamic by any means. Uh, but the idea is he can at least put up some resistance in the paint, can be you know, could compete on the glass, can give you second chance opportunities and give you some depth. Again, the depth situation is, is essentially non-existent for the Timberwolves. Uh, when I, when I first saw the signing, I hadn't seen at the moment that Nas Reed had already been declared out. And I was like, ah, oh, why wouldn't you add another guard? Cause the guard situation is also pretty brutal. Uh, but Patrick Beverly is coming back, which is huge, but no D'Angelo Russell. So you've at least got Patrick Beverly and Jordan McLaughlin, and you would expect Jalen Noel to potentially get the opportunity to run some offense as well. Uh, less likely Leandro Balmaro, but um, he's in the mix as well as somebody who can initiate some offense. So the Wolves should be okay in the backcourt. It's the front court that's a real concern, and that's why we're going to see Greg Monroe in a Timberwolves uniform, potentially even Monday night against Boston. Um, so Let's segue into talking about that game. I want to talk about the matchup. I want to update the Boston situation in terms of their health and safety protocols um, and, and where they're sitting at now uh, headed into Monday night's game. 
Before we do that, though, let's talk about our friends over at Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, yet high in protein. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors. Maybe it's some post-Christmas shopping um, as you're battling all those holiday shoppers, or maybe you're standing in endless shopping lines still. Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. Throw it in your jacket pocket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. And if you want to cozy up with something warm, here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt just a little bit and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand as well. And if you like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, let's talk about Wolves-Celtics on Monday night. First, Boston's COVID situation, which is uh, in some ways similar to Minnesota's, but still, one of these things is not quite like the other. First, let's see if you can guess it. Let me run down the list. Actually, first, here's what's alike. The the Celtics, as of Sunday evening, have nine players listed in health and safety protocols, which is more than the Timberwolves' current seven, plus, I guess, the two that are questionable due to reconditioning. Uh, but let's run through these names that are on the Celtics' COVID list. Bruno Fernando, Ennis Freedom, Sam Hauser, Justin Jackson, CJ Miles, Aaron Nesmith, Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder, and Grant Williams. Now, remind let me remind you who's out for the Timberwolves in case you'd forgotten somehow. Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and then starter Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, we, we can stop there because I think I think that that's the point right there. Timberwolves are missing their three best players and four of their five starters. I'll tell you who is expected to be available for the Celtics is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Um, And, I mean, we can stop there, I guess. Al Horford is also expected to be available after missing the last several games due to health and safety protocols. Horford should be available for Boston as well. So they're going to have Tatum, Smart, Brown, Horford, uh, etc. And the Wolves will will not have Carl Anthony Towns. They will not have Anthony Edwards. They will not have D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and on and on and on. So... Boston may have a player or two more on their list, but they do have better players available than Minnesota, and they will be favored to this game on Monday night. This is going to be uphill sledding for Minnesota without their three best players. They're going to rely heavily on Malik Beasley uh, to do, uh, I don't know, something incredible, I guess, to generate a lot of offense. He was really good on Thursday against Utah, had 33 points, made seven threes in that game, had the green light throughout, as he always does. And was a big reason why Minnesota was at least within shouting distance pretty much for the entire game. I mean, it never really felt like the Wolves were going to win that game on Thursday against the Jazz. But, uh, I mean, they only lost by 12, and they didn't really have any business. Especially, they could not do anything to stop the Jazz defensively, by the way. Uh, and and it's understandable why, but Utah shot 41% from three, made 16 threes in that game, 53% from the field. And uh, also attempted 22 free throws to Minnesota's 12 free throw attempts and 38% shooting from deep. Minnesota even adjusted their pick-and-roll coverage to try and compensate for just a lack of big bodies. No Carl Anthony Towns, uh, no Jared Vanderbilt for Minnesota last week, and so they actually switched back into playing a lot of drop covers to try and give themselves a better chance to give up you know, some twos, try and clog the paint a little bit and make things a little bit more difficult there uh, because they simply 
they simply thought, hey, let's try and entice them into shooting what could be some more difficult mid-range jumpers, could be some more difficult shots in the paint, uh, versus trying to slow them down on the perimeter. And and the strategy was was fair. I mean, it was it was a decent attempt by the Timberwolves coaching staff, but Gobert still went for 20 and 17 and Donovan Mitchell dropped 28 points on 20 shots. Uh, the Jazz as a team, again, shot 41% from three. So it was kind of a pick-your-poison situation, and, and uh, the Timberwolves just simply... The, the big thing, of course, was uh, was also allowing 10 offensive rebounds, uh, which was not ideal uh, to this team. Seven of them by Rudy Gobert. Seven of his 17 rebounds were offensive rebounds. So in this matchup against the Celtics... It's not exactly the same thing, of course, uh, but Boston's a really good defensive team, so the Wolves probably won't have quite uh, the same level of ease scoring the basketball as they did when they scored 116 against the Jazz last week. Will Minnesota be able to score against Boston uh, with no Towns, no Russell, no Edwards, etc.? Um, defensively, Minnesota should be able to put up something of a fight if they do indeed get Patrick Beverly and Josh Okogie back. Of course, Okogie hasn't played great this season, but he's going to get the opportunity to play if he is healthy enough to go. Um, and, and who knows? Maybe there will be a minutes limit for Beverly or Okogie. It's possible. Um, but I, don't be surprised to see Greg Monroe play some minutes off the bench. Sitting here right now, my guess would be with no Nas, no Towns, um, and no Jared Vanderbilt. I'm guessing Nathan Knight gets the start at the five. Jaden McDaniel starts at the four. And then we also see Malik Beasley and probably Jake Lehman again in the starting lineup to give them a little bit of size. Uh, Lehman at the three and Beasley at the two, of course, with Pat Bev starting at the at the point guard spot. And then I would think that Greg Monroe is probably your primary big off the bench. I mean, there really isn't anybody else. Chris Silva might get some run at the four. Um, especially if Akogi wasn't going to play in this game. You, you may see some Chris Silva minutes after he, now that he's been at the team for almost a week and has actually had a practice with the team on Sunday, the first time the team has practiced in 12 days because of travel slash COVID uh, protocols and, and the, uh, I guess you could call it an outbreak at this point within the Timberwolves organization, uh, or at least the roster, the playing, the, the actual players. Um, so we may see some Chris Silva, but I would expect to see a lot of Nathan Knight and a little bit of, of Greg Monroe, possibly a pinch of Chris Silva in there as well. Um, since Beverly's presumably going to be back, you still got Jordan McLaughlin. I'd be a little surprised if Rajon Tucker got into the game in this one, so he may never actually see the floor in a Timberwolves uniform. But um, I don't know. This this is going to be a really tough one for Minnesota. Uh, Boston is is pretty good at some things that Timberwolves struggle at. For instance, they're 12th in defensive rebounding. Um, and, and the Timberwolves are a pretty good offensive rebounding team still, but also Boston's middle of the pack in offensive rebounding. They do a good job in terms of second chance points. They're middle of the pack in terms of three point attempts. They're a fairly well-balanced team. They also get to the free throw line quite a bit. Um, they are fifth in free throw rate as an offense, as a team, the Timberwolves still remain at the bottom of the league in terms of fouls committed and also opponent free throw rate. They foul a lot and give up a ton of free throws to opposing teams the Celtics get to the line with a high frequency they're going to do some damage there even though they're not a great outside shooting team they're 23rd in terms of three-point percentage they shoot a fair amount of threes they also keep you off balance by getting into the paint and drawing fouls Um, Jalen Brown's good at both of those things Jason Tatum is great at getting to the free throw line and he makes his shots when he gets there those are the two names obviously to look out for uh, Tatum and Brown Josh Okogie if he can play, he's going to be huge in this game. It's going to be a Kogi and Jade McDaniels and obviously also Patrick Beverly. Of course, two of those three coming off the COVID list. No idea what their conditioning is going to look like. Uh, of course, Beverly and a Kogi, that is. Um, but they're going to be asked to chase around Jason Tatum and, and uh, Jalen Brown in this game. So uh, could be really difficult for Minnesota to escape with the win. But it should be a lot of fun.
Um, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the Timberwolves do get both Okogie and Beverly back, and hopefully we get to see a little Greg Monroe as well. I mean, why not, right? Uh, at this point, um, and, and I think we will. So we'll of course have a post game pod po- posting after the game. We'll be back on YouTube following the game Monday. So post game pod will post late Monday night. Uh, possibly early Tuesday morning, but probably late Monday night. We'll get that posted on all platforms, including YouTube. Thank you to those of you that do make Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. A reminder that you can find the show uh, anywhere that you listen um, on in terms of audio. That's Apple, Google, Spotify, also Odyssey. And again, back on YouTube on Tuesday. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. That's all we have for you today. Thanks again for listening to Locked On Wolves, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.